0: Today's show is sponsored by The Restillery. The Restillery creates custom-made lamps out of your favorite used bourbon bottles. We're talking handcrafted artisan work with no two exactly alike. Check out their shop at therestillery.com. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y.com.
1: Today's show is also sponsored by Wilson Artworks. Bourbon fans, if you're looking for heirloom quality, handcrafted copper cups coated in silver, Wilson Artworks has the perfect mint julep cup or jigger for you. Check them out at wilsonjulepcups.com. What's up, everybody? This is Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samar are back from Thanksgiving and back into tasting. Hey, babe. I'm how good. are you doing? Hey,
0: everybody. Um, you know, I flew in. I'm, so I'm back in L.A. And last night, I flew back.
1: Back in sunny yeah. Southern California. What's the weather where you are?
0: I left you it in is, Atlanta.
1: It's 30. And you took all the sunshine oh, with baby. you when you left. It is... Uh, Thirty-four degrees here. It actually is sunny here, but you took all the warmth. (laughs) And it's uh, it's thirty. It's it's bright and sunny, and thirty-four degrees in Atlanta right now. So
0: yeah, and it's bright and sunny here, but it's seventy-seven degrees today. Um, and yeah, (laughs) that is not funny. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I like bragging about the weather during this time of year.
1: That is that is not amusing. That is not amusing in any way. There's a big old snowstorm
0: that's all through the what Midwest, and yeah. So I I feel for all of our listeners and all of our followers up there that are shoveling their way out of snow, but it is bright and sunny.
1: Well, yeah, stay inside and sip some good whiskey. And we have. extra special uh this is actually a pretty special episode this will be our first Mm -hmm. japanese whiskey today that we're going to be tasting we're going to be doing uh nika whiskeys from the barrel uh it's a really really interesting take on uh on japanese whiskey and we'll got we'll tell you a little bit more about that kind of their process and the difference between japanese whiskey and scotch and bourbon you know when we come back on the other side but um, we are definitely excited to be getting into yeah. some uh, some other some other types of whiskey so we have done um we did do yep. a, a scotch with the uh fire and cane and so and we've done a lot of bourbon so we definitely are going to be offering you guys a lot of variety we because we drink between the two of us all Can we drink I all the manner two? of whiskey
0: is the <laughs> so, is. I
1: don't know I don't know. Should I be nervous?
0: Except Canadian whiskey? Nah,
1: I wouldn't say that. Like if they <laughs> if they were to send us right the most recent little book, we would absolutely drink it and absolutely provide.
0: I mean, a it would be the best Canadian whiskey ever on the planet because I just have not had one. I'm so sorry to say. <laughs> Okay, I'll be nice. I'll so be. I'll, we're open to everything. Anything send
1: us it? some little book, and we can change our. Oh mind. yeah,
0: well, so the little book. Okay, yes, little uh, book is. So whiskey. that's what I was saying. Yes, but that's still Beam. But I was talking more of like Canadian actual brands of whiskey that I just refuse to, to drink. But send us that too. It just better be good. Yes,
1: I bet <laughs> that there is. A, an iteration of Crown <laughs> that you will like. I bet that there is there is one out there that you will um, like. I, they're going to send me some of their really, really high-end stuff. I'm going to give it to you in a blind taste. And I guarantee you, you're going to have an appreciation for it.
0: Right, now, If we were texting, I would send you the green emoji. Like the green, almost throwing up emoji right now. Like... I will send you 10 of them because that's just how I feel about that.
1: That's better. <laughs> that's better than the Kim Kardashian.
0: The gift I always send you too, But okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah. back to back to the winner because yeah. this is a winner so. whiskey that we are drinking. This is amazing. I don't want to talk is. about Canadians, Canadian whiskey anymore. Yes. But back to the winner whiskey we're drinking today. Are we going to do it?
1: Yeah, we are right on the other side of this break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, This is Bonded (laughs) in Bourbon.
0: Now for a bit of bourbon lore brought to you by the Staven Thief Society, where you can study and deepen your enjoyment of America's native spirit while becoming an executive bourbon steward. While bourbon could not have anything added to it aside from water and still retain the name bourbon... Other whiskeys aren't so constrained. Scotch can have coloring added, and Canadian whiskey can have both color and flavor added. The most common additive is called caramel coloring because of its mouthwatering amber glow. And where is the world's largest maker of caramel coloring base? Louisville, Kentucky. So even when you're drinking something other than bourbon for some reason, you may well be sipping another product from the heart of bourbon country. One. And that's just one of the many pieces of bourbon history, trivia, and myth you'll learn on your way to becoming an executive bourbon steward with the Staven Thief Society. Sign up for a class today at staventhief.com. On behalf of the Staven Thief Society, I am Samara of Bonded and Bourbon. Armand, tell listeners about the bar to go. They've been a longtime sponsor, but people still may not know what they're all about.
1: The Bar to Go features handcrafted American-made traveling mini bars. These canvas or leather pouches will carry everything you need to make a cocktail or take along with your favorite 50-milliliter bottles of bourbon. These things make great gifts for men or women, and you can check out the complete lineup at thebartogo.com. And that is the number two in the web address. Be sure to use the coupon code ABVN to get 30% off your order. Welcome back, everybody, to Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samara here. We are tasting our first uh, Japanese whiskey. We're doing Nikka, Whiskey from the Barrel. So, babe, won't you tell everybody a little bit about Nikka?
0: Well, Nikka was created by, and I'm going, excuse me, and pardon me if I pronounce this wrong, but I'm going to try my best. Um, Masataka Takatsuru was um, the founder of Nikka Whiskey. He founded the company back in 1940 and um he really helped to develop before he even started Nika whiskey. He was very integral in creating the whole entire Japanese whiskey uh process and even worked under Centauri um back in the early nineteen twenties so um he um so this is, you know, a part of his legacy. And, you know, just going into Nika whiskey, Nika is um, it's readily available in the States. Um, they've got several different um, brands underneath the Nika label. Um, one that we've had and we drank before was the Nika coffee uh, grain and malt. That's one that's readily available and also in our collection. But the straight from the barrel, which we're drinking today, is really kind of this blend of all of their whiskeys that they've you know blended well together and then they have barreled this blended whiskey again for about three to six months. And use uh, barrels, and then from there it is taken out of the barrel and bottled. So um, this barrel doesn't really have a mash bill because it's a blend of several different types of whiskeys that Nika makes, um, and it also comes in at about hundred and two point eight proof. Um, so very, very bold, very rich, and straight from the barrel. You ready to dive into it?
1: Our- well, I really think that it probably was a response because it is a relatively uh, a new release, at least here in the States. You can just recently start to get it here in the States. And I do kind of feel like it was a response to the rise in popularity of barrel proof bourbons. Of
0: course, you're uh, absolutely so- right.
1: You know, this is definitely their version of a of a barrel proof. Uh, even at, at one hundred two, as a one hundred two point eight is the proof. Right. But I mean, so it's still, I guess, it's a, it would be low proof for a barrel proof bourbon. Right. But as it pertains to Japanese whiskeys and scotches, right, it is um, it, it that's a pretty that's a pretty high proof there. yeah, Uh, And the Japanese, the process of Japanese whiskeys is very similar to that of scotch, more so for scotch than it is for bourbon. Uh, If you actually look at a map, you will see that Japan and Scotland are actually on similar latitudes. So the weather conditions are very similar in Japan and Scotland. And so their process, the Japanese process is much more similar to that Of Scotch than it is with uh, than it is with 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 with, uh, bourbon, and they also which is also part of the reason why they don't have the e in uh, in in whiskey when they make it. So
0: yeah, and I think along those lines, I I think you know the the main difference between I find this may not be factual, but I find the main difference between American whiskey and bourbon included with that e y and versus Japanese whiskey scotch even irish whiskey is that you know in america we focus more on the mash bill and and the charring of the wood and all of that really is highlighted and when we in in bourbon and whiskey production here in the states but on the other side of the globe it's more about the blending process like you know the mash bill is important but it's really like we've got we we you know, highlight master distillers here, whereas on in in Scotland and also in Ireland and also in Japan, it's more about the blending um, on the back end and that finished taste on the end. Um, and so, and and so that's another reason, like why this is this is special. This is, this tastes just kind of like in that same Scottish process. It's, you know, they've blended these multiple barrels, multiple different types of blends and blended all of these, um, these whiskeys together and then they recask it and then they bottle it. So that's where the taste really comes in on um, in the consistency of the taste for Japanese whiskey shines through.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, because like you, and you mentioned that the focus is often on the mash bill, but, uh, becoming a skilled blender is—I mm-hmm. mean—that's a really, really high-level talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's that—that's a lot. Uh, it's almost—it's it's almost like we how you talk about when you have chefs and you have uh, a pastry chef. Uh, yep. And a traditional chef, and they both are chefs, but they co- they work uh, much much more differently. And so, I think that they, they both come up with good with good products. Right. I certainly really enjoy uh, Japanese whiskeys. I certainly enjoy scotches, uh, and I love bourbon as well. And so, looking forward to diving into this one. Let's do are it. Yeah, I'm waiting on you. All right. Well, let's start about let's talk about the appearance. So, what's what do you think?
0: Well, I just have to say before we dive into the appearance on this and it's and I just want to say that you know the way this bottle is shaped it's shaped um in a very square rectangular bottle it's got a you know just a small twist top uh cap on it, so it's nothing like a traditional scotch or whiskey or bourbon bottle at all. This looks almost like um, just like a little medicine, almost like a perfume bottle. Um, And the way this bottle is designed makes it totally stand out when you see it, like, you know, it's the Nika from the barrel. Um, And just coming from the distillery itself, it's designed that way to reflect a small block of whiskey. So they really wanted to, they, they intentionally designed this bottle and, and packaged um, Nika from the barrel this way, because again, it's this mix, this blend of everything that's been recast for another three to six months. And then this special bourbon is just a block of, of that um, bourbon, sorry. This whiskey is just a special block of, um, of that process. So I absolutely love the appearance. Um, it's very light. It's almost blonde, don't you think?
1: I said that as well. I said it was light, bright, almost like shiny brass. Wow. And so I thought that I agree with that. The the, the, the liquid is actually very light, very mm-hmm. light. The bottle, I agree, is very, um, it is very aesthetically appealing. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, like a perfume bottle, Almost. And I I agree with that. Obviously, it'd be a large perfume bottle, but mm-hmm. uh, very uh, the way that the glass is shaped, I thought that uh, also very appealing. The label is in both uh, English and Japanese. Right. And so that's also pretty cool as well. The one thing that I had really the issue with with the bottle is that uh, and it's the same issue that I had with the bottle of the collaboration right. when we reviewed it, is that it's just very difficult to pour from the bottle without spilling. Right. Uh, the, the the spout is very short mm-hmm. it's in the obviously it's in the middle of the bottle the bottle is very uh it's like a rectangle yeah and the bo- and the spout sits in the middle at the top and it's very it's short. short real so short it's very it's very difficult to pour from that spout um without getting without at least spilling a drop or two and i don't really like to spill
0: you know you're greeting. We're we're great with our whiskey. We like to drink every drop.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really don't like to spill good whiskey, so um, I I I would you know that was the only thing that I really had to say about the appearance between the the liquid and the bottle that uh, I really did that I really didn't like in terms of the nose. I really enjoyed the nose. The nose was a real highlight for mm-hmm. me. I thought it was uh, very floral. I got chocolate. Uh, more like a milk chocolate than a dark chocolate, so very inviting, um, and also kind of a weediness on it, uh, almost like a uh, when you open up a box of frosted mini weeds mm. and kind of you get that that. I, so I picked that up on the nose as well, and so when you combine all those things, it definitely made me want to really dive in in terms of the t- in terms of the taste. What about you?
0: Well, you know, I've really got to work on my cereal and snack game because I, I don't know what frosted mini weeds tastes like either, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to realize how sheltered I was in life <laughs> through, through this whole entire process. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was extremely floral. I immediately picked up this bouquet of flowers and um very fragrant. Um and but the thing is that I couldn't pick up what I was actually smelling. It just was just very um hervescent. Is that a word? Can I say that? What word? Like er, er, erv or is that a word? That might not be a word. Eff-er, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for either. <laughs> Anyways, it was floral. Uh, <laughs> I also picked up a little bit of like um light oak um mm-hmm. on it. It's kind of picked up that oakiness. And I picked up a lot of citrus. Really? Did you get that?
1: I did not get um, I did not get a lot of citrus, but um I think that's a very interesting you note. Know, that kind of adds to the floralness, and that might be what you're thinking about, because when you when you think yeah. when, you, when you were thinking of that word. Um, you know, often when you drink or when you have something that has a lot of citrus, you do get it kind of dances.
0: Uh, kind of right. dances
1: on your palate a little bit. And so um, I thought that was, uh, I, I did not pick that up. I did absolutely get um, uh, the, the floral notes, though. And um, it was almost like a uh, like a bouquet. Uh, a bouquet, yeah. a, a bouquet of, of perennials, you know. So yeah. I think that that was a um, Very, very, very inviting, really invited me to get really into the taste. Then when I got into the taste, I got uh, the floral notes actually came through on the taste. That's something that is actually unique for me. Mm -hmm. Typically, when I get a lot of floral notes on the nose, when I when I actually taste, I get something. Something else leaps forward on the palate. Right. For me, the floor, the floral notes continue through on the palette for me. Uh, and in addition to that also got some light wood notes, uh, like some pine or some cedar, nothing really heavy, not a lot of oakiness to it. So even though it is, you know, almost a, almost a 103 proof, not a lot of, not any heavy wood, really nothing heavy really about, uh, uh, about the whiskey. And so, um, but I enjoy the floral notes that pass through uh, that pass through onto the palate. like I said that's something that was a unique experience right. for me. I don't get a lot of that uh, typically, particularly if I get heavy floral on the nose by the time it gets on my palate, I get something different. So what about uh what about you?
0: Well, I have to go back because I do not want to say the wrong words on air, and I am we're such a stickler for vocabulary. So the word is herbaceous. That
1: you're gonna have to to spell that out for the people
0: (laughs) H E R B A C E O U S. Herbaceous. Herbaceous. So that's what I meant. And essentially, what it means is that you know, it's it's herbic, it's like herbal. <laughs> it's denoting or relating to herbs in the botanical sense. That is the exact definition. Nice. So that's what I meant. Nice. Okay, so clear that up. Now back to my tasting notes.
1: <laughs> Public service announcement. I just
0: had to get that out because I don't want to be like, I don't want that to end up on Twitter that's some made up words. So um <laughs> I it definitely has that scotch taste, you know it's got that that malted barley is definitely present um although we don't know what the percentage is that definitely comes through it's it tastes like uh, it has that scotch taste right off the bat um so that shines through but then i also picked up notes of dry sherry like a sherry um taste to it and then again that citrus i kept getting this orange rind um very tart I kept, I got um, outside of that malted barley that, that is, you know, you know, a telltale sign of, of, of a scotch or a, or a whiskey um, with a Y, not an EY. Um, I picked up the, the sherry notes. I picked up orange rinds and I even want to say like, maybe like some raspberry in there. Nice. You know, again, herbaceous, floral, like there's something in there that really just had this full-on bouquet. So I got a lot of light, not heavy, like you said. You know, like like you said, it's very light. Everything was light about this whiskey, including the color and the flavor and the the mouthfeel and the finish. But um, just picking up those notes, um, you can start to really like get that sense of that orange flavor and the raspberry. Um and then I said on the back end, um, I got more pine. So again, a little bit of that oakiness, um, but it was more of a pine and maybe even a dash of mint in there. Well, wow. so something okay.
1: you've been picking up, you've been picking up mint on the back end the last I probably three things. That's, that that taste is coming. I, it is, and
0: you. I I love it. But it's something that like I I just identify. I love it. I love it. Sometimes it's stronger than the other, but there is just a just a hint of it in there. I totally am registering that 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 fresh taste towards the end as mint. Yeah. Yeah. What about, so on the what my, mouth mouthfeel, feel? I agree. It was light body. It was a light body mouthfeel. Um, it it's very smooth. Um, even though it is, you know, 102 proof, um, it still reads like a scotch, which is typically somewhere between that high eighties and 90 proof area. Um, still very, still very light and, and smooth, um, not, not thick and viscous like the, the bold bourbons and whiskeys that we typically drink, um, and then um, I'm gonna even just drive right into the finish if you don't mind, babe. But through that mouthfeel process, I picked a pepper on the back end, so it still has that short finish, um, but that pepper really s- kind of stays with you. So it's light with a t- touch of spice. So somewhere in there, there's some balance, but it just works, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I got a little bit of uh, I said a little bit of fire, but then it lightened up. On the finish um I, it was about medium length uh which is what by what we like you know for finish we don't want it to be too long and heavy right. uh and we certainly don't want it to, to to go too quickly so it was medium length but you know it also it invites you to sip yeah. again so I, I i thought the finish was was good uh, and it, it added to the overall tasting experience rather than just, uh, was just kind of a, f- right. a footnote at the end. So I thought it was, uh, I thought it increased the quality of the tasting experience. So, well, are you about ready to add up your scores? Cause I know you're going to add Yeah,
0: i right to <laughs> turn right? the break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to add up our scores, and when we come back, we'll give you our ratings for Nika Whiskey from the Barrel. This is Bonded in Bourbon.
0: Hey, babe, there's a lot going on in the world of bourbon right now. Are we planning any trips?
1: We sure are. I'm working on our trip to the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival.
0: But wait, that's not until March 20th or the 23rd, 2019. Why would we be working on that one already?
1: The New Orleans Bourbon Festival has gotten so popular. It's a year-round event. Barbara and Tracy are hard at work getting everything lined up, and to prepare, they put an early bird ticket price out there right now where you can enjoy the cheapest ticket prices of the year. Plus, if you're considering a VIP experience, those tickets are going fast. I think people want to start working on their own plans to attend the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Where do they need to go, and what do they need to do?
0: Get your early bird discount tickets now for the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival at neworleansbourbonfestival.com. We will see you there.
1: Welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samara are here. We have been tasting Nika Whiskey from the Barrel, our first Japanese whiskey. And we are ready to dive into our scores. So Samara, why don't you start us off with your score for appearance?
0: Well, you know, I really like the the eclecticness, I probably made that word up too, of this bottle. <laughs> um, it's very simple. It's, you know, very solid. I love how it is uh, represented representative of just being a block of whiskey. Um, so I actually gave this a nine. I think it's clean, you know, just as far as even like the labeling of it, it's simple. It's straight to the point. It's, um, it just stands out. You know it when you see it. You know if the store has this bottle or not. Um, and, you know, the blonde color is something new that, you know, you and I typically don't see in an American whiskey. Um, yet it, it just makes you want to try it out. And it's worth it. So um, I gave it a nine. What do you think?
1: So I actually, I get, so I gave it a seven, actually, on the appearance. I yeah. like the light. You know, bright, shiny brass of the liquid. Uh, I did enjoy uh, the the label and I do enjoy the creativity of the bottle. The functionality of the bottle, however, is what dragged that score down for me. Right. I figured. Uh, and I, I, I did the same thing, like I said, when we rated the collaboration and that, you know, if I can't pour without... You know, getting a couple drops on the counter, then you know I I, I can't give you a nine or a ten on your uh you know for the appearance. I think that there should be, and obviously this uh this bottle is not designed for a well. So you know you you, you can't you can't come with the oh well you just put a spout on it and it'll be fine. You can't come with that. I mean this bottle is a, a very very um, sophisticated design, and the whiskey in it is also very sophisticated. This is not a well drink, so um, I, 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 dra- I I dragged the score down a little bit for that, so I gave mm-hmm. it a 7 on appearance. Now, on the nose, on the other hand, I gave it a 9. I thought it was uh, okay. really spectacular on the nose. I thought that the floral bouquet, I thought that the the, the chocolate, the milk chocolate, the, uh, <laughs> the weediness, like I said, the mini-wheats, uh, I thought that all of that combined to just really, really make me want to dive in. And so I gave it a nine on the nose. What about you, Peggy?
0: I gave it an eight. And okay. um, I think I think it's fair. It, it is very light, um, but that it is extremely floral and um, there is a lot there. Like you just have to take your time in order to really discover all of the different notes of this. Um, so I gave it an eight. I thought it was a little on the light side. Um, but it was still very pleasant, you know, to... Yes. Um, on the taste, though, I gave that a nine. And um, I really felt nice. like, you know, it's, it has this, this you know, true Scotch taste and feel to it. Um, but it was still very herbal. And also those notes of the orange rind and the and the raspberry, just kind of that tartiness. I actually really... En- enjoyed discovering those flavors in this whiskey um and i immediately thought like this would be great like with a little fruit tart like one of those like Know custardy tarts oh, yeah. with the with the pretty fruit and the kiwi and the and the um and the raspberries and the mango on top with a little bit of mint, um. Like I think that this will be paired well with something like that. Um. So I almost want to like run out to Whole Foods and like try and go get one, and so I can en- so I can finish enjoying, um, this whiskey with that. What did you think about the taste?
1: Nice, nice. So I gave it an eight on the taste. So I thought it was very solid. I uh I loved how the floral notes carried through from the nose to the palate, uh, and that was something that I found to be uh, a unique experience for me. Uh, and the, uh, the you know with the orange peel, the, the orange peel, the uh, the raspberry that you got, I picked up those as well and thought that all of those were. Uh, were were prominent in terms of the taste. But I agree with you that although it had all of those things going on, the overall taste was still light and pleasant and not necessarily, it wasn't necessarily bold or daring but still, just very smooth and light and pleasant. Which, if that's what you like from your whiskey, which I actually do like that in a whiskey, then this is certainly something that you want to try. So, I gave it an eight on the taste, and then on the mouthfeel, I also gave it an eight. I thought it was uh, it was a medium medium bodied, uh, good coating in the mouth, um, not too heavy, but certainly didn't just uh, dash. Uh, from the tip of your tongue uh, and, and, and rush to the finish, it, it did allow itself to kind of sit there for a little bit. So that's why I gave it a like medium body. What about you on the mouthfeel?
0: Um, on the mouthfeel, I gave it an eight too. It was light, but that's typical. You know, I felt like yeah. it was appropriate for um, this style of whiskey. Um, so I, I gave it an eight, and I also gave it an eight for the finish. You know, I thought that it was it was a good finish. Um, that pepper was almost surprising, though. You know, it took a while to kind of get used to having that little sharp pepper towards the end. But then, it you know, when you think about how herbal and how um, tart and, in, in, you know, all the different fruits and flavors that are in the taste of it, that little knot of pepper kind of made it, it kind of balance it out. It made it a little bit of, you know, there was a little bit of complexity there to it. Um, and especially, again, this is straight out of the barrel. So it wasn't something, it wasn't a full bite. It wasn't something that was overpowering, but it just was a nod to say like, hey, remember, there's no water in me, you know? Um, so I really so right. I really enjoyed the finish yeah. and I gave that an eight as well. What about you?
1: I did also give it an eight on the finish. Oh. Uh, I agree with you. I got the uh, little fire uh, up. You know, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the finish, but then it really lightened up and just kind of sat with me for a little while. Didn't stay too long, um, Mm -hmm. but long enough to uh, entice me to go back for another sip. So I really thought that the finish was really solid. So I I gave it a solid eight. So what did you end up with for your total score?
0: My total score, since you didn't want to hear it during the break, um, was 42.
1: Wow. Wow. All right. Well, my my total score was a 40. And so that combined (laughs) gives us an 82, 82. which is a super, super solid score. Super solid score for our first Japanese whiskey. Yeah. So um, that's really good. That's really good. And and so like you said at the beginning, it's a good winter or fall drink, but for a different reason than, for example, the Rare Breed. When we tasted that uh, last week,
0: the week then
1: that yeah. was also a good fall and winter drink, but for a different reason. This one here is almost a fall winter drink that reminds you of springtime, gives you something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, like, this is not, and I was thinking in my head, like, where are you going with this? Because this is not fall, but I totally think this is the perfect spring whiskey. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, whiskey we'll yeah. when you want to so drink I i yeah. I really enjoyed it highly recommended uh particularly if you're someone that's interested in uh, in, in, uh is a bourbon person that usually drink a lot of bourbon and want to start to sample some of the Japanese whiskeys. I think this is a good place to start. Oh yeah,
0: I think you're starting. Good place. To start, I think you're starting so. pretty high, if, actually, if you're starting with Nikko from the Barrel, because there are there are other Japanese uh, whiskeys that are amazing, and the price points are a little bit lower. But I think this is a great. This is definitely a collector's. You know, this is a collector's keep. Um, but this is a kind of a high bar to come in. is actually into the the Japanese whiskey realm, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and you'll find that, the well, the Japanese are, are becoming, the Japanese whiskeys are becoming harder to find. Yeah. And so those prices are really going up. Yep. And so um, they are, I mean, you can, I mean, $100 for a, a bottle of Japanese whiskey today is not an obscene price. No. And I know that, you know, you can find some really good bourbons for $25, but um, you will not find no. the Japanese whiskey. No. For $25, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky if you find one for $50 or $60. Now I was, I started drinking them way back when you could get them for $40 and $50. But um, now if you can find them at all, then, um, then yeah, you can fully expect to pay north of $75 for a bottle. And some of them, I believe are worth it. You know, others, you, you have to taste and see, and we will be doing uh, more tastings of more uh, Japanese. We're going to really be uh, be very diverse in terms of the tastes that we offer. So this is not yeah. the last uh, Japanese whiskey yep, that we're be reviewing for you guys. Okay. Yep. So, well, I'm to do some housekeeping. Anything for the, for the people to know?
0: No, not, you know, we're just getting back from vacation you know we were in hilton hat last week and just trying to wrap our brains around um, the holidays and you know building out 2019 so um, i'm kind of heads down this week what about you
1: I'm doing the same. I'm just keeping the heads down continuing to work hard. So, But we are going to continue to keep uh, posting new episodes for you guys. So next Tuesday, we'll have another episode up for you. Yep. We have not yet decided what we're going to do, but um, we'll figure it, out. Is, it will be interesting. Whatever, whatever it is, it'll be interesting. So stay yeah. tuned. Uh, thanks you guys for Play, listening. You can and, find all um, of has,
0: our, yes, I have more? housekeeping. Um, you can find all of our, all of our or past help. episodes on bondedandbourbon.com. The website is finally live and up to date. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at bonded and bourbon podcast. And also on Facebook and Twitter at bonded and bourbon. Um, I, I, I think that's it. We've got eggnog day coming up on the ABV network. So stay tuned to that because Armand and I gave an amazing review on eggnog that you don't want to miss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do not even want to tease the people who love eggnog to taste that. I, my pitch is if you. Don't like eggnog? Then <laughs> listen to our episode.
0: All right, we'll leave it at that. Okay, now we can go.
1: We'll leave it. At that. All right, housekeeping concluded, and so we will see you guys next week. This has been bonded and bourbon.
0: Stop. Armand, why would someone be interested in a still from Moonshine Still Pro?
1: Well, there are those that want distilled water, and the stills from Moonshine to Still Pro certainly can do that. Others like the idea of a still in their man cave or she shed. I mean, is it really complete without one? Finally, there are those that are trying to tap into the rebellious American spirit, like was exemplified during the Prohibition era, as people gathered to connect and share a drink. No matter what your personal need for a still is, Moonshine Still Pro has a still that suits it. And they have parts that you can't find at your local hardware store if you're trying to build your own. I think people want to know more. Where do they need to go?
0: You can find Moonshine Still Pro at www.moonshinestillpro.com. They also have a secret insider site, www.knock3times.com with the number 3 where they often have discount codes and other secret insider content. Bonded in Bourbon is part of the ABV Network. For more information or to advertise on the show, please log on to abvnetwork.com. Bonded in Bourbon is created by Bowen Zell Productions.